e ngā mana e ngā reo, nau piki mai, nau kake mai ki te kaupapa nei, a tiahika. Ko Justine Murray a hau, ko auto koutou kai whakarite mo tēnei wā. This is our weekly Kaupapa Māori series on RNZ, offering up an insight into stories about Māori people, places and experience. Hewirori Maynard, tāmako practitioner and kapahaka performer, sings this song, E Ui Ana, written by Derek Nardelli. Mahana ana te panga mai o te kiri wahine o e This week, Hiwirori and Victor Tepa opened the art exhibition Ahi Toi at Hastings Community Centre. Hiwirori has worked as a full-time artist for 22 years. And in addition, he's travelled the world as a musician. In fact, it was in Dubai that he came up with the concept of a moko guitar. I have here one of my, um, well, the, the first moko guitar. Um, her name's Ibi, short for Ibanez because it's an Ibanez guitar. So moko, um, if you break it down, is um, what I call my own kind of guitar. And, um, and that's what my muckle guitars are. So this is number one of 59 so far. Coming up on Tiahika, we joined Hewirori, who talks about his love for art, his 25-year run with Gisborne-based kapahaka group Waihirere, his stint as a musician and the important lessons he's learned along the way. Join us for this kōrero coming up on Tiahika. This is RNZ. Ko Justin Murray. Aho. Under the Instagram account, Hiwirori Maynard, there are images of his artwork and, of course, the moko guitars. In the many things that he does... He's got his own unique spin. I'm here at his home inside his small workshop, a few weeks out from the exhibition Ahi Toi, which wraps up on the 9th of March. As part of the exhibition, Hiwirori will honour his former tutors, the likes of Derek Lardelli and Dr Sandy Adzett. His home is a short walk from Mount Maunganui Beach, where he and his partner moved three years ago. Oh, nice. <laughs> Kia ora, I'm uh, well, Petarate Hiwirori Maynard and I hail from a little place called Manutuke just outside of Gisborne. And uh, so I was born and raised there in Gisborne, in Kaiti. And um, yeah, so my tribal affiliations is Rongo Whakata, uh, Ngai Tūhoi, Ngāti Kahungunu ki te Wairua and um, Ngāpuhi. That's where I was born and raised. Mm. Yeah. I've heard a lot of things, you know, about Kaiti over the years. What was it like to grow up there? It was quite a, uh, a even now I'd say, is quite a tight-knit um, area. You know, Kaiti, everyone looks after each other. Mm. You know, they call it the Bronx, but, uh, <laughs> you know, you know, there's nothing wrong with the place. And just, it was good. It was a beautiful um, sort of um, upbringing there. You know, when when those, if you had to recall a, a specific memory about either arts, waiata, music, song, tamoko, what, what comes up for you? What 
memories does that conjure up for you? Well, uh, you know, I can remember um, as far back as when I was four years old, you know, drawing my first dinosaur because my, you know, I used to watch my dad sketch as a as a kid, and and he always used to, you know, draw a lot of dinosaurs and whatnot for me, and that's what, I think that's what got me into the mood of wanting to become an artist. And you know, I always used to say that as a kid at um, at Kaiti School that, yep, yeah, you know, that's my passion. That's what I want to do. I want to be an artist. Um, back then, though, you know, it was uh, you know more drawing the dinosaurs, cars, dragons, all those sorts yeah. of things. You know, it never crossed my mind that I'd be a Māori artist, you know, doing um, uh, contemporary Māori art. So, you know, that came a bit later in life, just through uh, the passing of my my older sister, mm. um, who had a friend at the Polytech at the time there, Taita Fiti Polytech. Yes, and the famous Toi Haukura. Toi yeah. And so... Um, she had told my sister about because they knew that I used to love to draw um, about this this Maori art course there that I might be interested in. So you know, I was there. I was sort of uh, wanting to, I suppose, um, follow in the footsteps of my dad and join the army. Until mm. um, then, you know, after that happened with uh, the sister and and whatnot, it sort of made me want to go into the Maori arts. So, so yeah. in her memory, you decided to. Pursue well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's two things, actually, her and the other one was my teacher from uh, Gisborne Boys High. In a way, yeah, he. I'd say he, um, I suppose it was in a way to prove him wrong. Cause, um, <laughs> what was he, he innate, so well, you're not going to be, what was he? Yeah, I, I, didn't, I, I ended up finishing in sixth form um, at that time, and um, he had asked me one day, like, oh, you know, what are you, you going to do when you leave? So I said, oh, you know, I'm looking at um, doing this art course at the Polytech and he goes oh that's Toy Haukura I went yeah that's it and he goes oh well that place there get you nowhere but Hiwirori wasn't discouraged he enrolled at Toy Haukura and was soon travelling overseas So, well, I, I mean, I can say to that ex-teacher of yours that I have interviewed many Toi Haukura alumni who are actually trailblazers, who are, you know, Anikaroa Harawera, mm. uh, Richard Francis Rotorua, you know, so there's, there's a few that um, have, you know, made their mark in terms of um, the arts world and the tamoko world, so. Yeah, so um, 98, 98 was my first year, so that went, that's when all the big guns had just left, like Richard Francis, Randall Leach, Patrick Takoko, Hinari Tahuri, all those, yeah, so I came a little bit after them. Um, yeah, so 98, probably the best decision I ever made, yeah. you know, because I was only like 17 and a half, I think, at the time when so I started. So fresh out of high school, really. Fresh out yeah. of high school, yeah, knew nothing about Māori art. Uh, didn't know how to draw a kōru or pick up a paintbrush, and so um, wow. yeah, that first year was a was a really good um, eye opener for me. Anyway, tell us about your particular aesthetic in terms of your artwork. So I, I suppose I'm a mixed media artist. So I, um, you know, I dabble in a few different mediums. My main one would be painting, and then I do a bit of 3D relief. They call it so three dimensional. Um, Contemporary Māori art, and um, and just recently, probably the last year and a half, has been Tāmoko. Tāmoko, yeah. fantastic. Yeah. So I'll go back a little bit at Toi Haukura. So yep. is that a three? How long is that for? Two or three? Um, or was it one year? Well, <laughs> um, 
back, uh, I, I think it's changed now, but yep. um, when I had started, it was four years to do wow. your advanced diploma then. Um, now I believe it's your degree and you can do your master's there as well now. And then they used to have three studio years after that. Oh. I ended up doing five years at Toi Haukura. What did, essentially when you graduated, what did Toi Haukura, what, did, what were the, some of those valuable lessons that you learned from the likes of Derek Lardelli and Dr. Sandy Adset? Oh, you, you valuable lessons, geez. I mean, you know, uh, the thing about Toi Haukura, um, you know, it was all about manaakitanga there. Mm. Um, and and uh, I suppose it was actually there where we learned how to, well, obviously how to, how to create art, um, contemporary Māori art. Uh, the good thing that they 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 always did too um, with the students was, yep, there you were able to come out of there, be able to cre- curate an exhibition, um, to uh, do kapahaka. Mōtete mm. uh, uh, was like probably a huge influence there with De- mm. uh, with Derek, and um, and then the manaki sides of things like you know working the the kitchen and all of that. So. Um, so when we went away overseas to do different exhibitions, you know, they went away with a full package, students that could do everything from from the singing to the setting the exhibition up to feeding the guests. You know, we were like, um, yeah, it was, it was good. Well-rounded. Yeah, well-rounded. After he graduated from Toi Haukura, Hiwiruri then studied at Teachers Training College. It was around this time that Dr Sandy Adzet established Tōmairangi, the arts faculty at Te Wānanga o Aotearoa. But opportunity wasn't far off, and soon he would spend nine years travelling back and forth to Dubai. While there, he created his first moko guitars. So what's the process, um, Hiwirori, for a person who wants to get their uh, moko guitar? What's the process that you go through? Okay, so the the process, so um, I, I have two two different options, uh, two options, option one and option two, and um, and you know they vary um, because of the uh, it depends on the type of guitar that the person wants, um, and so what I ask of them is to. Um, Give, their, give a story or something to do with you know whoever the person is that's receiving it, um, a background story about them, so that I can translate that onto the um, into the artwork on on the guitar. Um, I also ask them to give a name because I like to name my guitar, and um, yeah, so the name of the guitar goes on the inside label, in, inside the sound um, sound hole. And it's signed by me, so yeah. So just directly to the uh, left of the fari is a little space here. It's uh, like a studio space. So we're going to go in and just check out what. So some of your work yeah. is on display. Can we just talk about some of these pieces, please? Here we um, Yeah, well, there's a mix of um, artworks here. So um, these ones um, here are actually for the upcoming. Exhibition Nahitoi, uh, including this one that I'm working on at the moment. This is the 3D relief 3D that I was, um, had ah, mentioned earlier yes. on. Um, yeah, and then a lot of some of the paintings are a, are an acknowledgement to our mentors. Um, at the same time, acknowledgement of the the people there, Ngāti Kahungunu, the area that we're in. And um, yeah, so that's basically my painting. Some of them I've got. Uh, um, 
different art pieces from friends and um, family as well. So you've well, obviously you've turned this little this garage into your space. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and how often do you toil away in here just when you can? Oh, or? I practically live in here, I'd say. <laughs> eh? <laughs> yes, yeah. go out. Uh, yeah. And how long do you need to concentrate fully on the pieces that go in there? Is it like a solid six months or? Yeah, well, you know, we've been in the planning for this exhibition for the past two years now. Right. And so knowing that it it was coming up, so I've been probably flat out for the past year, I'd say seven months. What would you, would you have a central theme running through your pieces or it just varies as to what you're trying to portray as as the kaupapa or the story? Yeah, it depends on the kaupapa and the story, but with with this theme as well because what I've been working on actually for a few years now is this pattern Pito Amanaya and the Pito Amanaya in the style that I use is um, you know well known um, oh you know throughout Aotearoa but in particular my home um, Rungofakata Manutuki so that's yeah. in the stories of Rungofakata that particular pattern or the marae or the um, or? yeah our um, yeah the church the, our, our, our marae um yeah, and that's who I, I suppose our one of my whanaunga there who was around the time of Raharuhi Rukupo. Oh, okay. Um, who's a well-known, you know, master carver. Um, Natana, Natana Hira uh, is, is the guy who sort of uh, adapted with Rukupo the Pito Amanaya pattern. And that's what I use in, like, in a lot of my work. The day after this interview, Hiwirori was part of a jam session on local iwi radio station in Tauranga, Moana Radio, where he talked about his love for kapahaka and performing with Gisborne-based group Waihirere for over two decades. Here, he demonstrates some of the solid kapahaka strums. Kapahaka-wise? Yeah. Probably the, um, the Wehi Brothers. The Wehi Brothers. <laughs> yeah, from Te Wakahuya. Um, you know, with their triple strum and... And whatnot. Um, mm. That's why it's a sort of. Well, what's a triple strum? Sorry, I'm a novice. Mm. I'm still learning. What is a triple um, strum? You know, you have your usual. I might have to play it a bit loud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll go for it. So you have your usual strum. To these are the. Waihirere, 25 years. Obviously, it is one of the groups uh, in terms of Te Ao Kapahaka that are you know, one of those kind of trailblazing vōpū. You know, what made you start uh, competing? Was it a whānau thing? Yeah, I, again, it was, you know, like another passion of mine. Eh? It actually started when I was in the high school group, Turanga Wahine, Turanga Tāne. And then um, from there, I just went to, at that time, had the Waihirere Juniors, it was 1995, and since then I've never looked back. So, oh my god! Went through the juniors up to through to the seniors. My first um, nationals, or just as a spectator, was 98. 98, well in Trentham. Yeah. I think that was Trentham. And then 2000 was my actual first on stage uh, performance. How have you seen the changes in terms of uh, kapa and tematatini? Oh, I think it's awesome, eh? You know, especially when you look at the um, uh, te manakura tahi. And, um, you know, the secondary schools are like 
coming through. It's like pretty strong. Yeah. And um, yeah, I've just just over those years, you've seen how much. Um, just seen how much it's 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 adapted, I suppose, over yep. the years from 20 years, say 20 years ago. His place in Waiheriri would shape a career as an instrumentalist and Hewirori would perform with house bands for nine years in Dubai. It was a bit of a culture shock for him. His long dreadlocks would garner a few stares, but in time he got used to the culture. So Dubai, we were a uh, four-piece Polynesian band, um, me and another guy and two ladies. We were the resident band for the Bamboo Lagoon restaurant um, at the JW Marriott Hotel. So we performed like um, six nights a week, um, singing cover songs, and um, probably our main show was our the Maori set. You know, teach them a bit, a little bit about our culture, get uh, some of the people in the restaurant up to do the haka and the poi, mm. and yeah, it, it was it, uh, it was received really well. You know, the people, the, the, the local people, the Emirati people were awesome and just really took to our culture. Yeah. So was it back and forth for nine years or was it a solid stay for nine yeah, years? Yeah, it was back and forth. The first year, 2008, um, the contract used to be six months. So I did my first stint six months. So it, it ended up my second contract, uh, they, it changed to 11 months. So it sort of worked out well for me that I'd do 11 months there come home just in time for te matatini practices mm. and then uh, do matatini and then go back over and do another 11. And so I did that for on and off for nine years. Did so you end up doing any pieces in Dubai? That, yeah, uh... I did a lot. And that's where I actually, um, where I suppose in a way my moko guitars were born there. Is that where you first got the idea? Well, well I actually got the idea um, in my um, degree year at Toi Mairangi where I sort of dabbled with, uh, you know, painting on my uh, two of my guitars. I've actually got the original, the number one. We had to do a like a 20 minutes of spiel at the end of the year and showcase all of our artwork. And so I showcased all my different styles and then one of them being the guitars. And then that was 2004 and then I didn't touch on the, the guitars till I moved to Dubai. So 2009, my second stint would have been when I decided to follow through with um, carrying on the um, doing core fi-fi patterns and whatnot on on uh, guitars. And so we're going to post, of course, some pictures of the Mukul guitars on our website, rnz.co.nz forward slash tiahika. So essentially, um, Hiwirori um, is, a, is also a practising tamuku artist and now with your Mukul guitars, can then moko be fluid to move between any space, really, for the skin, for the canvas, and for, as you've done, on presumably wood guitar? Yeah, well, um, see, with the, the moko guitars, I call them moko guitars because of the you break the, the word moko down, M-O-K-O. I sort of turned it into my own kind of using moko patterns or using you know core fi fi and um and it's very very similar to to ta moko you know obviously it's not on skin it's on wood but um you know i suppose like any any paintings it tells a story of of the person that that the guitar goes to so so that's why i call them moko guitars because it's you know my own it's kind of um yeah and um, and it's personal to you know to have, to whoever the receiver is. They give me their story, and I interpret that onto the guitar. 
How many have you made, or can you, to date? Or? To date, uh, 59. So I've, I've got my 60th to do, like, in the next uh, 10 days. So that's just one strand of your artistic, um, was it, a, well, not experimentation, but just one avenue that you're kind of expanding your own repertoire. Tell us about Tamoko and how did that, I mean, Yorongo Fukato, who, I mean, uh, you know, strong Tamoko um, practitioners hail from that area with the any mm. of your mentors that you looked at? Yeah, Derek well, definitely, definitely yeah. Derek Lardelli. Um, I was actually part of the first crew that he had started the, his um, Tamoko course at Toihokuru in 2001. But uh, I didn't last very long because it was either stay home to do Tamoko for the year or travel. So um, um, Sandy was, you know, who was also my and still is my um, mentor. Um, like I was saying previously, eh, there were a lot of overseas um, exhibitions that year where I decided to, oh, well, I can come back to doing Tamoko one day, but it's actually taken this long. So 2001 to, what, 2018. Did a lot in that 17 years to deciding to, oh, yeah, this is what I, what I want to do. I want to go back into that. You have been in Tauranga or Mount Maunganui for three years. What what made you come here to the Bay of Plenty? I think me and my partner just wanted to try somewhere different, oh. and uh, she actually does fuck a papa back to Rangiwaya. Oh. Um, and well, and because her, her older siblings live here as well, so I thought, oh well, I've never lived in the mount, neither <laughs> has she. And then uh, yeah, we just came here and absolutely love it. And you are now doing some work alongside, or do you rent a chair alongside hammerhead tattoos, so to speak? Uh, yes, so um, so I've just uh, started there as in recently um, as the Tamako artist there. And um, yeah, so I think once my exhibition, up coming exhibition is out of the road, well then you know, I'll be able to sit there and focus on that a little bit more. <laughs> For pictures of my visit, the Moko guitars and links to Hiwirori's work, head to rnz.co.nz forward slash tiahika. Kuera tatato kaupapa motene wiki join tiahika next Sunday. Kute manako ia kia pai tako to wiki. Hei kona mai. Thank <laughs> you.